millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you enjoy these stories of all-out revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by an anonymous poster. Guy steals my virtual stuff, gets screwed. During my middle school and high school years, I was really into an MMORPG called MapleStory. For those that are unfamiliar with this, it's basically an online game where you interact with thousands of real people while you level up your character, upgrade your equipment, and make money. It was extremely addicting, and I played this game probably more than I should have. Over the course of these years, I made many friends in this game, some of which I still talk to today. Then one day, I met someone that I'll call Mark. Mark and I both played this game quite a lot. We began leveling up together and spent countless hours talking. Against my better judgment, and perhaps his as well, we gave each other our usernames and passwords so that we could borrow equipment from each other while one was offline. We began to have a stockpile of equipment shared between us on both accounts and basically shared everything. I bet you can see where this is going. What could possibly go wrong? I got back from school, logged in, and my character looked strange. Gone. Everything was gone. My mouth went dry. Mark and I had been friends for years at this point, and my first thought didn't even go to him. I thought some internet hacker got into my account. Of course, it was virtual, but it was still years of work that was just gone. I just stared at my empty inventory in disbelief. Mark is logged in. Mark is logged in. I message him and ask if his account is okay because my stuff is missing. He finds me and gives me a monologue. Don't even try to deny it. I know you took everything from me, so I went ahead and took everything from you. Goodbye. He doesn't give me a chance to reply, and he's gone. I try logging into his account, only to find he changed his password. I try to log back into my own account, and my password's changed as well now. He even changed my recovery email, so I was unable to change it back. This is the part that actually confuses me. Someone must have stolen his stuff, but I know it wasn't me. I could see the logic in his end that if I was the only one with his account information and his stuff went missing, it must have been me. But it wasn't, and he didn't bother talking it out. I would have given him half my stuff to get him back on his feet. Either way, he took everything and left me no choice. Now it's war. Mark had multiple game accounts. He gave me his username and password for one of his other accounts in this game. On a whim, I tried logging into it. It worked. He never changed it. I went into his game account maintenance page and found his backup email. The password for the game account worked for the recovery email. I had one of his email addresses. I saw he set up this email to be a recovery email for another one of his Gmail accounts. The same password worked for this email as well. This email was a recovery email for another one of his Gmail accounts. You guessed it, the exact same password. Through this chain process of recovery email addresses being linked to other email addresses, I obtained five Gmail accounts of his and promptly changed the passwords for them. Then I thought, I bet these Gmail accounts are linked to the game accounts. I was right. 
the backup email for my game account was linked to one of these five backup email addresses. His main game account was linked to another email address I obtained. I swiftly changed the password and backup email for all of my game accounts as well as his. I had everything of mine back, plus his game account and five email addresses. That should be good, right? This is where it gets good. I wasn't in this to just get even by this point. I wanted everything. By plugging in that single password and five of his email addresses, I obtained his Facebook, Instagram, and various other social media accounts as well. On this Facebook account of his, I found an interesting video of him and his girlfriend that his girlfriend sent him. I was thinking of what I could do with this. His girlfriend's dad was friends with him on Facebook. Hmm. I emailed him, I don't know exactly if I should tell you this, but Mark's been showing everyone this video at school and sent me a copy. I thought you should know. I attached the video. I acted like his classmate from anonymous email address and said Mark was showing everyone an interesting video of his daughter. The dad confirmed he was the girlfriend's dad and thanked me. I deleted the account and I never spoke to the dad again. During all this time, I gave another friend the other social media accounts and told him to wreak havoc with them. But don't do anything with the interesting video. The girl didn't ask for this, so I wasn't going to bring her down. I never got to see the fallout from the email to dad. It had to have taken a while to fix what my friend did to those social media accounts though. I haven't spoken to him since or played that game in many years. I still have the email addresses and game accounts. I don't know how he managed it, but apparently he's still with his high school girlfriend. I can rest easy knowing that holidays with dad must be awkward as heck. So going into the story, I thought it was awesome because when I was younger, I loved MapleStory 2. And MapleStory is definitely a game that's kind of rife with people who fall into phishing scams and get their accounts stolen and hacked and their money taken. So I was going to be like, oh, this is kind of relatable. But then this went way further than I was ever expecting. Guess that's why it's nuclear. Did you ever make dumb decisions like that as a kid too? Similar to OP sharing his account with an online friend? Something you look back on and you're like, I was way too trusting. Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by jkalisi26. Don't mess with my little sister. I have twin sisters that are a couple of years younger than me. They are two of the sweetest little girls and avoid confrontation, almost the exact opposite of me. So because they're so sweet, they're prone to bullying, and because they're good looking young women, most of the bullying comes from girls who are jealous of them. The time of this story, I was 19 and they were 16. My first year of college, I was 3 hours away from home, so any bullying that happened couldn't be directly confronted or taken care of by me. That doesn't mean I wasn't involved. So apparently my younger sister had a new boyfriend that used to be involved with one of the head cheerleaders at my sister's high school. Knowing about a new relationship between the boy and my sister, a gang of cheerleaders started to bully my sister both online and in school. Daily, I would get phone calls from my little sister crying about being harassed. My advice to RKO them and cut their hair in class didn't work because, let's face it, neither of the twins had the balls to do anything about the girls. So instead, I took matters into my own hands and messaged all of the little cheerleading witches involved and let them know that if the bullying did not cease, I would make the three-hour drive home and make them stop. This only encouraged more taunting and bullying, so you can't fight your own battles for my sister. Since I went to the same high school, I'd known these cheerleaders. 
actually had an affair with one of their older brothers and almost ruined his marriage, all a part of revenge for my sisters, but I also knew that our high school had a no-tolerance truancy rule, and if you were caught leaving campus, you were immediately suspended and in big trouble. I used this to my advantage when I saw that the girls had left campus not only on a Friday, but in their cheerleading uniforms on a football game day and posted about their lunchtime adventure to Subway on Snapchat. I used this advantage and called the school pretending to be an upset woman whose car was almost hit by the cheerleader's car pulling out of the Subway parking lot. I asked to speak to the head cheer coach and made up a whole elaborate story about the girls cussing at me, almost hitting my car, wearing their uniforms and talking crap to me. The coach assured me the girls would have consequences and that they shouldn't even have been off campus to begin with. They ended up being kicked off the cheer team and put in in-school suspension, a room where you sit in complete silence and do your schoolwork while not allowed to talk or socialize or have your phone for a whole week. They never cheered again, which was a big deal, because they would post on social media about how much they love to do it. I called my little sister and told her what I did, and she was amazed at how clever I was and how it played out. Every day she saw them in suspension, she would text me and tell me what horrendous things were happening to them while they sat with the special needs kids at lunch and weren't allowed to leave anywhere. And this, my friends, is another downside of social media. Back when you're a kid doing kid things, skipping school or cutting out of class early or sneaking away. If you're so addicted to social media, it's hard for you not to be like, here we are at Subway. All it takes is one parent to see that Snapchat or some teacher or somebody from the school and you're doomed. But in this case, they definitely had it coming to them. Our next story is by Almost Mental. My bully of three years finally pushed me too far. When I first started middle school, I ended up with my first girlfriend. This pissed off her ex, so began three years of bullying. All the standard stuff, hitting, stealing from me, so on and so forth. He even ruined my bike while it was locked up once. Every time he pulled some crap, I did the right thing and reported every event. For almost three years, none of which led to any real repercussions for the little crap. Now all of this leads up to the end of 8th grade. Me and my best friend are leaving gym class when lo and behold here comes my bully. He runs up to me shoving me to the ground saying something to the effect of been walking long f word. At this point I was pretty numbed as bs. My friend goes to help me up when the bully does something new. He hit my friend. I don't remember the next few minutes. What I do remember is suddenly finding myself being pulled backwards away from the bloodied and mangled face of my bully. I can still remember how my knuckles throbbed, the skin completely destroyed, blood dripping down my fingers. I turned to the security guard that was now holding me up and asked him, Freak, what did I do? Now I don't know how much of this next bit is true, as it's told from my friend's point of view, but apparently the moment my bully touched my friend, I exploded into an animalistic rage, tackled him to the ground and started swinging like Rocky. He didn't even have time to scream before I knocked him the freak out. He ended up in the hospital for a month with a broken nose, orbitals, jaw, and the back of his skull. I was told by the administration to keep my mouth closed about them not doing anything about the bully for three years, and in return his injuries would be declared an accident from tripping on a curb. I still have nightmares of his bloodied face every now and again. 
Normally, in situations where it does come to a fight, I almost never would advocate for anybody to keep going after they were knocked out. But imagine being in a situation where you're tormented and beaten up and bullied for three years. And then they try to extend that to your friend that you care about. Honestly, OP going into a rage, blacking out and just the results being the results, you kind of get why it happened. This next story is by Livid Unlawfulness. Harass and peep into our windows? Burn down your patio. So I lived in this trailer park growing up for about 16 years. It used to be pretty nice until they kept changing owners. Eventually the newest owners hired a security guy. Dude was a straight up freaking creep. He'd write down everyone's plate numbers, knock on your door and barge in without permission to look inside, to see if he could get a fine for something inside, look inside people's windows, etc. He even thought he was a cop and had lights put on his security car, which the local PD made him remove. We called the police and they said they couldn't do anything about it, or whatever, because our trailers were on their property. One of my family members was and still is a mechanic. So we acquired some of the oil he drained out of customers' cars, dumped it onto the guy's lawn, which killed it, then doused his patio equipment with flammable substances and lit it on fire. Guess what? He never so much as even looked at the general direction of anyone's windows ever again. I mean, whether or not this guy's hired, if you've got your own tight-knit, very close, small community, and you've got this certified, genuine creeper going around harassing people, sometimes the community's just gotta work together to run that guy out of there. And our final story of the day is by Dovakin. Spoiled brat gets spoiled fruit and fish. It was just another Saturday afternoon, me and my friends just hanging out at our local park, talking and laughing. Everything goes well until Craphead, a spoiled brat who likes to one-up everyone, comes along. At this point, I'd like to mention that I'm a 6 foot 1, 209 pound male metalhead with quite some muscle and a background of martial arts. I'm the quiet big guy that cares for everyone. Anyway, Craphead comes up to us to tell us about the new phone his dad bought him. We try to act like we cared, but Craphead probably wanted us to worship him or something, and the dialogue went something like this. He said, so what do you guys think? Friends 1 to 3 said, pretty cool, man. I said, nice. Craphead asks, is that all? At this point, I feel like we're going to have a good time. I said, yeah, man. It's not that you got a new house. It's just a phone. I'm happy that you like it, but chill. Big mistake. Craphead says, you're just jealous of me because you can't afford one, you poor freaks. I was furious, but decided to not take action. My friends were baffled from this and couldn't talk. I say, at least we use our phones to talk to each other to meet up and go out, not to entertain yourself to adult entertainment in HD. I then turned on my phone and put on my earbuds. He went ape poop and slapped me in the face and broke my screen. I stood up and all I could think of was, destroy him. And my friends just stood there looking at me. I say, you'll pay for my phone and you'll not come close to me or my friends ever again. I said as calm as I could. He proceeds to slap me and call me a poor runt. I go nuclear. I grab him by the collar and bring him to the ground, making sure he was as comfortable as possible. He tries to hit me but fails miserably. I grab him by the collar and the belt and lift him a half a foot in the air. I want you guys to know that the angrier I get, the more twisted my humor gets. So I tell my friends to open a garbage bin and they do it in seconds. Crabhead was wearing all white expensive clothes. I throw him inside, close the lid, and seal the bin with a rope. 
A day later, I hear they got that guy out of the garbage bin three hours later by the garbage truck driver who cut the rope because he heard screaming and gagging from within. That was the last I heard from dear craphead, and believe me, I am happy. As much as I want to believe that they tied this dude up in a garbage can and was later found by the garbage guys, it feels a little hard to believe. That said though, in any situation, in no way should you go up to a 200 pound 6 foot 1 metalhead that is described as being pretty built and figure, yeah, let's mess with this guy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.